You're listening to Otherwise Engaged on UCC 98.3 FM and I am joined here in studio by both Kian and Emily. Hello. What have I just screamed? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to stop you. Welcome back to me screaming. Yeah, that was that's just Emily's show that was before this. <laughs> I just wheeled myself Your way back. Your friend texting you that it was bad. <laughs> yeah. She's still listening. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Emily's offended. I think my music is good. It is good. Yeah. Most of it. Most now, of it. Now, listen, Kian, we, we both know I'm a Sagittarius and I'm blunt as heck. As, as heck. As heck. Yeah. <laughs> but listen. Language, please. That track <laughs> was, you're, you said that track was giving you um, Disney before giving, Lemonade Mouth? Yeah, it's giving Disney pre-Lemonade Mouth, like Camp Rock, but not Camp Rock. I absolutely understand what you're saying. However... I think she was more affiliated with Nickelodeon. Someone correct me if I'm wrong and I'll tell you. Both of you did the exact same head tilt of confusion. <laughs> and I will See, tell I know you, who it is. That track was Pixie Lot, Boys and Girls. That's the track. Okay. And I always say this to guests on air to get their live reaction. Do you remember when she was in Fred the Movie? <laughs> She no. wasn't Fred the movie? I didn't she, watch Fred the movie. I watched Fred the movie. I did not watch do you Fred the movie. Fred, why did you do that to yourself? Do, do you remember Fred who... The, do you remember his existence? Yeah, he was really I don't think really I'd be able loud. to listen to his voice for more than five it, seconds without wanting to commit a crime. There's a whole movie of that. But his whole thing was just, I'm Fred. And that was like his whole joke. Except a lot higher pitched, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but but yes, like, yeah. I can't believe you haven't seen that because that's my whole thing. But anyway, most mm. people are like, oh my God, yeah, do you remember that? It's like, do you remember when um, Anna Kendrick was in uh, Twilight? Yeah. Isn't that a strange yeah. That was wild. I always think she looks like she went to Maynooth. Like, do you ever see the memes? <laughs> <laughs> you no. said that's so chill. <laughs> but you know the memes about how she looks like an Irish teacher? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like she just looks like she went to Maynooth. That's amazing. Do you know what Why I mean? Why specifically Maynooth? Why couldn't you she not, have gone she to not, Trinity, no? No, like she gives no. me arts and Maynooth energy and then she yeah. went and did a PME. Okay. That's the vibe. That is the vibe. Honestly, yeah. that's ultra specific and very accurate. In, but yeah. um, that's okay. I, Tell now, me I'm wrong. So, listen. <laughs> this will be a little bit of an un- unhinged episode. Mm. Unginged, if Unge- you will. Unginged. <laughs> no gingers allowed. Whoa. Yeah, Segregation. There's, there's yeah. no gingers in this room right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? That's just a thing that happened. <laughs> That's just history. So, Kian Fair. is never coming back yeah. to this show. We are seven minutes in. You bro, had one chance. Black History Month just ended. You can't do this to me. <laughs> just in time, we're in. Um, <laughs> we have. Um, For Christ's sake. The International Day uh, Against Homophobia, Transphobia, mm. and Biphobia. I'm breaking, Kian, with every word that I'm yeah. saying. But like, so that's that happened yesterday. Mm. So obviously, biphobia, transphobia, and homophobia are back in. Um, so yeah, which is why we do this show, because every other day, it's common practice. Yeah. And of course, I'm joined in studio today with two certified queer people. Queer people? Mm. I was going to say Card queers, carrying. but that's the... That's very... Queer sounds <laughs> much much more like derogatory yeah but um yeah and card carrying licensed yeah. queer people it's on my passport queer paid humans my, more what was the joke we, we, got, we got the blue tick like we paid the eight euro oh yeah yeah certified yeah certified queers yeah. in the studio today elon verified so, i love that and it's not that expensive if you want to join us too so yeah. <laughs> so don't worry i also i have a track lined up as well because you said oh my god it sounds like Disney mm-hmm. something this is a Disney adjacent track is one I've lined up are your headphones okay Kian yeah I could only I thought you were about I thought you were like ripping them there out and rage oh, yeah okay. no Kian, the way you were like Kian, pressing the, down the mood it. that Kian's in today is kind of like those YouTube cat videos where they yeah. just knock stuff off counters oh, I love cats so, yeah I have come, walked mm. into the office and just like knocked a pair of scissors off a table harmlessly not the yeah. scissors there's plenty of other things that are less hazardous uh, no that was just because no, I'm good now okay. continue yeah, yeah. alright 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 alright. okay so anyway today we're going to be talking about certain topics I ran past you guys like queer baiting is always a topic that I like discussing in groups mm. of humans mm. and then I'm also going to talk to you guys about what the heck you are at in terms of your journalism kind of stuff and also mm-hmm. maybe we can talk a little bit about Okay, that's okay, Kian. That's fine. Don't worry about it. I also I'm said you. Into a corner. I also I, said yeah. that you can talk about like Greek gods and things in the realm. Thank you. Don't worry, I got you. Can You're- I talk about like seed oils and the carnivore diet and like why I'm a high value man? Yeah. Like, what? can I go for like Joe Rogan? <laughs> 
So you're trying to talk about queer baiting. I'm only talking about ancient Egypt. You full Joe Rogan. I'm going I to think be we should do it all at once. <laughs> it's three podcasts, yeah. separate Tate. topics at the. <laughs> You know, at the same at the time. Here is why women deserve less. Whoa! <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Yeah, Emily. I do, listen, I'm joking. Li- I'm gonna talk about music. She's not. Yeah. Anyway, the next thing I have, I'm not gonna tell you who it's by, <laughs> but it's a throwback track once again, um, because this is so unhinged. Mm. So I don't, I don't even know. Hopefully, the logger is broken. Anyway, <laughs> here's a track. I'll tell you what it is afterwards. He's so fresh and he got what he needs in present. Just look at the way that he dressing. Ain't no question. Chicks like, oh, girl walking the spot. She stopped traffic. She blown your mind with her acid. So just get out with fantastic instant classic boys like, oh, maybe I can see us moving like that. Maybe I can see us touching like that. Maybe I can see us kissing like that. You don't need a mother, he said, she said. Maybe I can see us moving like that. Maybe I can see us touching like that. Ashley Tisdale, you're listening to Otherwise Engaged on UCC 98.3 FM. Thank you, Kean. Anytime. Um, so that was, now, that's called He Said, She Said. Um, I have no idea when it came out, but it was definitely like just adjacent to her Disney era. Can you stop cracking mm. all of your bones? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm crackly. That's okay. You're like one of those glow sticks and they like. <laughs> yeah. You got to break me to make me work. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> I like Kian's that. having a time, okay. Anyway. Now, listen, Emily. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're just, I'm going to give you a minute. I've Kian. been summoned. Sorry, yes. thank you. So yeah. I wanted to talk to you about your show. And it is basically um, basically entrenched in the music scene in Cork. If you think that there is an overlap between Cork music scene and the LGBTQ culture in Cork. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a really nice... The, cult, uh, the the scene itself, it's very diverse and inclusive. And I do think that there is that freedom of expression. And I think, I mean, alternative scenes have always really overlapped with um, 
with kind of LGBT scenes. I mean, even if you look at say things like goth music, this is I'm going to go on a tangent, but say I'm ready for this. Yeah, I love this overlap. Yeah, even things. I mean, if you look at say like goth music, like eighties post punk, right? You know, you had lads wearing makeup. You do David Bowie, Um, and there is a lot of that kind of um, play around with androgynous frontmen, especially. Or say in the nineties, like Kurt Cobain, he was out wearing. um, Skirts and all that. Brian Malco Placebo. Rehearsed. This is amazing. Carry on. <laughs> you had Brian Malco Placebo, who like actually just looks like a girl and is openly bisexual. So I think there's always that precedent. It's well like pop punk, right? You know, you have like lads wearing eyeliner and stuff, and they're still like super macho. And like, I mean, obviously, there's also the extent of like, then you have that thing of like, you, then you have guys in the opposite where they're like in Christian rock bands and they're super like homophobic, but they're still kind of using, I suppose they're kind of wearing it a bit like a costume of like, look, I'm also, you know, I'm punk just like you. I'm wearing eyeliner, but then like behind the scenes, it's like they're not really, they're not yeah. really actually um, exhibiting the values. But I think that because there's that precedent, there, I would say there's no room for homophobia or transphobia in the scene. I mean, it's always been very inclusive. Off the top of my head, thinking of Quark bands with kind of, I'm trying to think of kind of local queer artists. Like in the Irish scene in general, you've got Cherim, like they're from Derry. So not really as local, I suppose, but like, they openly sing about girls. Um, you know, one of their one of the members is non-binary and goes by they, which is super cool. Um, there's also like I think it's really nice to have that kind of inclusion, I suppose, and visibility for non-binary people in the scene. Especially like they're a pop punk band, and I think especially when it's a scene that's been that can be regarded as <laughs> Keen is like eating the mic. <laughs> I'm not. But you know when you have like music, <laughs> music that can be kind of regarded a little bit as like a boys' club. Um, I'm trying to think as well. Like, uh, but I do think that it's a scene where it's like, let me put it to you this way. See, yeah, Fred Zeppelin's mm-hmm. is coming on strong with queer culture in Cork right oh, now. Oh, I mean, like even you've got um your body boo boo oopsie. My like, body boo boo oopsie. That just exemplifies it, that. right? Like that's you know what I mean. I, yeah, I think, yeah. And, and I really I can't see there being any room for like homophobia or transphobia within the Cork scene. I mean, obviously you're gonna have your odd like macho sexist douchebag and like even um say I had Julia write Sun Alert on last week and she was kind of talking about how she actually faced like online bullying from certain metal bloggers because there is that like there still definitely is that bit of sexism in the scene and how she's kind of faced lads being like oh you're actually good for a girl because she does stuff that you don't see a lot of women doing right now in the scene where she does the actual harsh vocals and everything but I think in general it is I mean you know it's kind of nice because you do see people I'm from certain bands kind of playing around, you know, and, you know, dressing androgynously and everything. And I think and like openly singing about um, like same sex love and everything, which is cool, you know, and I think there's always that space for inclusivity. I'm rambling a little bit. No, no, I think think it's a really that's exactly what I was looking for, because Mm. like I'm not I'm not as as in it as you would be, you know, you're kind of going to gigs and you're in mm. the sauce. In the sauce, yeah. <laughs> I'm lost in the sauce. Thank yeah. you, Ian. Lost yeah. in the sauce. We're lost in the sauce. Do you have any um, anything to weigh in on that? Mm. On the local cork scene? Take, the most I can time. say about the local cork scene is that I've played D&D with a lot of people in the local cork scene. I was scene. just about to say, don't you play uh, D&D, I've played D&D with Skies D&D Behind? i with most of Skies Behind. <laughs> yeah, they're and lovely. And the overlap between role-playing games mm. and queer people is definitely also very big. Particularly mm. Why mm. is that? Is um, that a, an intense question? No, it's it's a very interesting question. From a role playing perspective, uh, role playing games are a place that lend themselves very well well to people who may be questioning, because you're fully playing a character, and ob- every character you play is going to have some element of you in them. Now, when you say the term questioning, will you explain that a little bit? Somebody who may be uh, unsure whether they um have are experiencing same-sex attraction or want to experiment with their gender expression or gender identity. So if I go to play, if I go to my friend's house to play D&D and I say, oh yeah, I'm going to make a character who's a woman or a character who make who uses they, them pronouns or a character who uses uh, he, him pronouns but dresses in a more androgynous way or presents in a more androgynous way. Um, or, you know, maybe I want to try flirt with um, one of the same-sex NPCs, obviously with the consent of, you know, the people playing the game, that this is something that is okay and won't make anyone uncomfortable. But role-playing games traditionally have are a space that, through the medium, you have a lot of space to experiment with all these things and have it not be too serious because you're just putting on a character. 
And if later down the line it works out and you say, hey, well, this is what I want to come out as, well, the people that you're playing with already have been eased into it in a way. Or if not, they'd be like, yeah, no, that makes sense. You played a woman a little bit too good, my guy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And the thing is, is like, I'm completely like, I only hear it from like you and like a couple of other people, but I don't, I don't, I never understood what, 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 what was actually going on in that, in that whole scene, but it's, it's, a, I've learned that it's like completely immersive, you know? Mm. So yeah, I think like when it comes to that kind of stuff, do you think that it's, it could be like advocated for as like beneficial for like the LGBTQ community in, 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 in that way? Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, a lot of, um, I'm just going to use queer as an umbrella term, a lot of queer people, a lot of queer youth specifically, uh, it becomes an outlet for them because A, it lends itself to a lot of um, experimentation and not having to fit within a certain societal mold, but also you're stepping into a completely different world. So say you're a 12, I want to bring you back to when you were 12. You're Hello. 12. You're getting bullied. <laughs> Me, when I was 12, getting uh, bullied. All of us. I can relate. Yeah. Yeah, but if you play a character who is the, I don't know, uh, the general of the, a general knight of the elven armies, they're not getting bullied. They're the general knight of the elven armies. They're mm. badass. I always thought you know? that it was too complicated for younger people to play. Not really. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a role-playing game. So, so long as... I've seen people who are like five play the game. Uh, I did some workshops up in Dublin Comic Con last summer, and I had a kid who was eight, and Ooh. I ran stuff for him and his family because it was the parents with the kids, and they wanted the kids to uh, learn this because the parents met through playing it, you know? Oh, um, that's so sweet. That's really nice. I never knew that it was more accessible to younger people, you yeah, know? It's, it's yeah. most like, much like any game. To be able to play D&D, you need to be able to... It's a role-playing game. So it, it is very much just, hey, I'll give you a character. You just need to act as that character and then be able to back it up with what is written on your character sheet. Um, You can go as deep into that or as shallow into that as you want. If you want to just have a good time, great. If you want to figure out a completely broken character that'll do a, a nuke's worth of damage in a single hit, go ahead. You know? I have no idea what that last sentence meant, but um, sent, sent, sent the people who know know. Okay, if that's you know, you fair. Know. I mean, that's, that's so fair. That's so cool, though. I mean, I think it seems like something that would be very productive for a kid, though, like developmentally, because uh, the amount of imagination that would take, I would have mm. been all over. Like, that I as think, a kid. I think the iPad kids need D and D, to be honest. Oh man, I was one of those. I think. <laughs> Send like, me. I would be your crusader. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like we need more imaginative play. Like, I was one of those weird kids that would like pretend I was a cat. Or do you know if you're playing? I families, always pretended I was a cat. Oh, do you know when you're not playing so families? Me and Emily with your would friends? not have been friends when we were younger. But maybe if we were like five and we were both pretending to be cats I not think, in our yeah. teen years we'd hated each other no we would not we had different tastes but like yeah or like did you ever play families with your friends in, in primary school because i used to be so i was telling my friends about this and like you absolute freak but i was the kid who um i used to be like i want to be the horse and then the I'd, horse yeah and then i go outside and i'd like break my leg and fall on the floor and be like i'm dying and i'd be like i wanted everyone to like mourn for me <laughs> I'll put it to you yeah, this way, right? Yeah, I'd be like, I like want to be the horse that dies horribly. My gay awakening should have been when we're playing families as five-year-olds, and I always wanted to be the dad. Aww, <laughs> that explains. That's kind of cute. Doesn't that explain that all? Explains. That's, yeah, yeah. I, and I, I have come across other LGBTQ people, other kind of like, um, what's what's the term? The umbrella term, I guess, is sapphic people. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a word that I've not come across until like recently, but I think it really? like emerged out of internet culture and now it's kind of in the real world so now is a tumblr girl do you know what the alternate for that is yeah. no the, the male alternate for that uh, achillian Ooh, oh that's cute. i love it yeah. that's amazing anyway, thank you that's my little fun fact that's i love so that cute, though but like yes any i have come across other sapphic people who also played the dad growing up in, mm. in a, so i'm like yeah are your headphones okay no where are my dead horse girls at yeah i'm like, like disease have horse. you ever watched oh my god have you ever watched the film horse girl no, you what's should. That? Your like character arc will come full circle if yeah. you watch it. It's and I really wasn't unhinged. a horse girl. It's like, really unhinged. I just liked to draw them. I thought they were cute. You know, I used to like draw unicorns and stuff. Horses are the most difficult thing to draw. Listen. Yeah. What? <laughs> Why are we talking about horses? I have Whose no- horse is that? <laughs> Whose horse is that? 
Okay, listen, I'm going to play a track, you guys. I Bring mean, someone I, from Limerick on the show I love, and they start talking about horses. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, I classy. really appreciate it. Listen, you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning off your microphones. This is Otherwise Engaged, no. a very unhinged version of Otherwise Engaged, but I do have a track for you guys. It is a bit of the Veronica's because I know that someone's listening who will enjoy this tune. That was the Veronica's with Untouched. You're listening to UCC 98.3 FM and this is Otherwise Engaged and I am joined in studio by both Emily and Kian. Hi. Yo. They have been certified with their rainbow ticks on Twitter as... I would never use Twitter. Don't don't be accusing me of stuff on air. I don't even have Twitter. I hate I've Twitter. I've never had Twitter in my life. I hate it so much. I it's have horrible. multiple accounts. 
There are two Get kinds out. of people. <laughs> no, I hate it. People are mean. Actually, when the societies I was involved in, we were getting death threats and everything on Twitter. I remember Ooh. that. That was so funny. That was a spicy Fun. time. I bumped into Emily in Tesco and Emily was like, everything is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you Me okay? I need to go stare at the vegan our, cheese. Myself and my partner just had like our milk. We were like just going Me. home and you were like, Mm-mm, it's all bad. <laughs> God, I forgot about that. I was actually, that was probably why I was going to Tesco because when I'm sad, I go in and I just look at the vegan cheese and yogurt. Do you know what? What? Yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> yogurt. I don't know. Yogurt. I don't sound like that. Now, I'll be honest, like there's always an emergency piece of cheese in my fridge for those situations. Don't even oh, worry Oh yeah, there's about always like the yeah. one emotional support tub of yogurt that I'm like, it's, it's time, buddy. I know, but I just like <laughs> looking at the, because I'm not fully vegan. Like I'm mostly uh, plant-based just because I can't really have dairy. But like, I love just kind of going in and seeing, and I'm just like, what are they doing now? I'm like, they've made cheese out of oat milk. I'm like, that's wonderful. Do you wow. know, like there's always oh, something new going on in the like fake They're food world. They're doing so fake food world. I love that. Is that? Yeah. This might be an odd question. Yeah. But you have a tattoo of a cow. I do. His name is Willem. Okay. Yeah. but So is this why you're not plant-based? Is this like a... No, like... Why you're not... Why you are plant-based? Kind of. I, like, I've been veggie for like seven years. Uh, but I always feel like when people ask me why, I'm like, not really sure because I've been at it so long. But like... Uh, That's so fair. It becomes a yeah. habit. It does, And yeah. honestly, like, when you eat veggie, like, I... I've been mostly, I've been vegetarian, like, hardcore yeah. since I was about 15. And hardcore. then Thank you, Kian. That's what I was trying to say. Welcome to the veggie life. You just really hate plants. Yep. Yeah. So. Rip that lettuce out yeah. and eat <laughs> it. <laughs> so, yeah, Kian's going to be a voice actor. Oh, my um, God. Thank you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, so that, like, and I stopped, mm. I stopped being, like, so intense about it. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, a year ago. I think mm. so like but up until then like I don't know what I, w- I was like photosynthesizing or something I don't know what I was doing yeah so. and I think it's nearly when you throw yourself in too quickly and that's what I'm like I'm mostly plant-based now because like as well just because Jerry really like you saw me coming into the studio literally every day being like my tummy hurts yeah um like but you what? were so brave about it yeah, yeah, and you're so brave so about brave. it yeah. but what what is it that the overlap again here between yeah. veggie people and queer people as well. Like, I think, what? I think we were kind of saying it's kind of any more fringe community. There's always going to be that little bit more open-mindedness. And I think that's where, I mean, look, if you're, there's always going to be these like kind of weird conspiracy people who inhabit both spaces. But I feel like in Blue general, hair and pronouns. Yeah. <laughs> pronouns. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like there's always going to be that overlap because if you're in a space where, you know, people are more open-minded because, I mean, in fairness, there's also, like, there's probably definitely an overlap between homophobes and the people who are like, you, like, what you mean you don't have meat? Like, what the fuck? Like, do you know, you can't, like, you're meant to have that in every meal. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you're weird. Like, I feel like there's, you know, I think it's just yeah. open-mindedness. Yeah, people think, like, that we're just going to wither away without some meat, but, like... It's like, I'm withering away because I eat, like, crap. It's not because I don't eat meat, you know? Yeah, exactly. I feel that so, so much. It's like, I wither away because I'm not sleeping enough, actually. <laughs> you think you know me, the but The plants no. are what's helping. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, what was I going to say to you guys? I had... Oh, yeah, Kian, what did you say earlier? You were, like, in, in these... all He said something very profound. It was really good. God, okay. But don't on your put voice me on the spot voice. like this. Um, You're, like, alternative space. Something, something, something. Yeah. Alternative spaces provide a environment where you can break for from the societal mold. So when you give people an inch, they will create a space for themselves where they feel comfortable. So that is the common theme within a lot of fringe and alt communities mm. or just any community. Basically, if you were bullied for it as a kid, it's probably cool now. And there's probably a lot of queer people involved. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much so everything. Yeah. yeah, that covers all bases there with yeah. your D and D and Emily's music things. Mm. I don't yeah. really have anything except for gay things, but um, I suppose DJing—that's a thing. Do you I, think there's a lot of LGBT people involved in drag, Mia? I mean, a couple. I don't know. A that's, fair few. It's a bit of a reach, like. Yeah, I know. I know it is. <laughs> but like, to be honest, like mostly it's just a really intense straight thing. And that's fine. Mm. They can live their lives. Yeah. But <laughs> they're there, no. like pounding back. You've, you know, you just see it every time. Like drag queens pounding back Stella and talking about the Premier League. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually. That's so Do funny. You know, when you go into Spoons and there's just drag queens everywhere and they're all baiting each other because they're drunk <laughs> off of like 4% lager. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. This is sarcasm. <gasps> okay. Oh. <laughs> 
I zoned out for like two seconds and then I just came back to I that and I was like when all the drag queens right. gather in the local pubs to watch the match what do you mean you're a Chelsea supporter <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> it kind of reminds you of um, did you ever Stiletto watch Love is Blind <laughs> no but I've watched people on YouTube react to yeah, it yeah <laughs> you know the guy Carlton he was like really bitchy and he got into and like he was um by like so he was a little he was a little sad, he was a little zesty and he got into a fight with his girlfriend and then he turns around and he goes you ain't been sliding since day one and it was like such a weird can you imagine your boyfriend saying that to you I didn't hear it in the English part of what you just said he was like your wig been sliding since day one. Oh my god! he said that to his girlfriend wow. in a fight Ooh. Ooh. and the fight Low was blow. because he was like buying liked men that's that's but it was so sassy and then you obviously they broke off he was horrible though he was really misogynistic but it was just like okay well. if my boyfriend told me to fix my wig I'd pass away I would pass, I would away. pass away yeah mm-hmm. yeah no I've never been asked to fix my wig but um Yo, we've been sliding since day one. It was I the way you said it. I grew this myself. Yeah. Don't even worry. What? I don't have any, like, I don't have anything to come back at now with that. That's just more like a full stop in, like, conversation. It's kind of like when you say, well, okay, Emily, it was nice bumping into you in Tesco. Bye. But then you both walk the same way because we're live on air. So- and then I'm like, by the way, I'm getting death threats on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So that anyway, was a nice. So- <laughs> yeah, I don't know where. I just felt like I, bringing listen, that up. I'm going to play you guys a little wee track. Um, and then and will you ask us about queer baiting? Yes, I will. Can ask we you do guys the RIP about... notices? Oh my gosh! No. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. I'm just culty radio. Like, no, listen. This next track, I'm turning off their mics. There's no hope. There's no hope for those two. Now you're listening to otherwise engaged. You have to. You have to be quiet. But um, <laughs> this is a remix of a track that you'll already know, of course. But I'll 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 tell you exactly what's involved later. Kian is no longer with us. Kian's like collapsed onto the table. But yeah, so this is a nice a nice remix.
And that was a remix of the track Kids. I'm like, I can't even not laugh right now. That's so bad. You're listening to Otherwise Engaged on UCC 98.3 FM. So Kian is just like taking photos of us from the most unhinged angle. You should follow my Instagram. To clarify, it's using the 0.5 camera on an iPhone to take pictures from like the forehead. Nothing inappropriate. I wasn't <laughs> suggesting that. that I need wrong? to cover my bases. Um, now listen, I'll just post them on my Instagram later. Don't even worry about Toes it. Toes out in the studio. Yeah, that's not what's happening. Hey, I'm, part of the, I'm part no. of the free toe mo- movement. No, listen, free the toady. I am Absolutely not. I not. am not here for that. No, not. Like, there's yeah, only, put those dogs away. I'm so scared only, of feet. There, there's only one situation. What? There's only I'm just processing what you said. There's only one situation where I think feet should be out, and that's like if you're swimming, or if there's like soft enough grass. There shouldn't be no feet out indoors, or if you're being paid enough. That's a good point. Mm. But the other thing is, is that you need to have socks on at all times. If you're wearing shoes, if you're mm. like, oh yeah, and the shower, of course. Yeah, and that's about it. Nah, but even two, then, if you're in a hostel, you should be wearing sliders. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to yeah. get an, an infection. Yeah. Like if yeah. I if I clean the shower, I'll be wearing sliders. There's no. Oh Mm-mm. god, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's an immersive experience. But anyway, mm. um, you're listening to Otherwise Engaged, and I did tell you guys that I was going to ask you guys about queer baiting just before we went completely yeah. unhinged there for approximately like 35 seconds, which is fine. Yeah, 30 minutes more. Oh, because Keen took a photo of me, and I looked like I was balding. <laughs> I actually look like I have a receding hairline. Emily has a, a lot of hair, just, just and so I you do, know. <laughs> and I, have, I also have a five head. What? I have like, do you know, and it's not a forehead, it's a five head. I don't ah, know what you're now. talking oh, about. You don't. you don't. Like, like you no, know how a, honest I am. I it's would a store on the brain. Oh yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah. you're smart, but it, it doesn't, Thank you. I was going to say it doesn't look it, but like, that's like even worse. Wow. You don't have, uh, you have a small forehead and you're a bimbo. What? I love this. Where? What side of the bed did you get out of this morning? Like you're in like some <laughs> mood. Usually you have a little bit of giddiness, but you're like, mm, I also have a tummy ache though. So it's like you're Emily like, is so high energy today. It's my cross I'm to literally bear. just trying to get through the day. <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is, I have two different energies mm. from you guys because mm. Kian is like Kian definitely needs a nap. Head on you the table. You need like I don't know like Sedatives. a cup of herbal tea. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's so fair. Yeah. But I was going to ask you guys. Now, I'm going to go down this track along the lines of if you have any favorite queer artists, queer representation in like the media. Because hmm. we all work we all work in the media. Right? We all like have like, you know, we're constantly creating content and consuming mm-hmm. content. And I want your guys's guys's perspective on favorite queer artists or hmm. any characters as well. But be careful, Kian, because we could be here till five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So and then I want to ask you guys what you guys think about queer baiting in the industry. And for people listening, queer baiting is when um, sometimes it's artists, sometimes it's you know um, shows that will just put in like queer characters to be more appealing to the LGBT demographic so that they can sell to them, basically. Mm. So what did you say earlier? Rainbow capitalism? Yeah, rainbow capitalism. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we're talking about. It's when Listerine goes rainbow for the month of August. Yeah. Um, so, mm. yeah. Or did you see the plain Skittles, like the white Skittles for Pride Month? Why are they... Why? Because there's I... only one rainbow that matters. Like, oh. oh, you said that really nicely. I think you should oh, be... thank you. Yeah, you should be a voice actor or something. That's literally what I do. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That was probably sarcasm. Hire me, please. <laughs> I love it. So I was going to say to you guys that one show that I thought was very well done in terms of representation is Bojack Horseman. And I know that because mm. it doesn't mark now you're surprised because they don't market themselves as an LGBTQ friendly show. Yeah. But they do have a really good depiction of an asexual character. Oh yeah. Which I was is trying to remember Todd. It. Todd. Yes. I love Todd. And I love one of my favorite things is that if a show is doing like let's say representation or whatever and they just have let's say um, high school like coming out as lesbian mm. situation not for me. If you have a semi-homeless man sleeping on the main character's couch and they're asexual, I think that that is a good storyline to have some LGBTQ stuff involved. Yeah. Do you want to know what character just got confirmed as aromantic and asexual in comics? I saw this, but tell me. Gwenpool. Mm-hmm. So Gwenpool is a I character who is, in the comics, like the, the lore of the comics is she's a person from our world mm-hmm. who traveled into the comic book universe with full knowledge of the comic book world. Hmm. So it's really funny because she's just kind of rocking around being like, hey, Peter Parker. And Spider-Man's like, how the do you know that that is my name? How do you know who I am? 
who are you? Who hired you? And she's like, I'm just a fan, man. That's so, f- that feels like a real, like, wish fulfillment, though. Like, a real kind of a, that sounds really fun. Yeah, she just got confirmed as a romantic and asexual, which is, That's I'm pretty great. sure, the first time, I think she's the first aromantic, like, canonically aromantic character in Marvel. That's fantastic, uh, yeah. Probably most, if not all, comics, but, uh. I don't like, really, I can't yeah. think of any other aromantic representation comics, I've seen. Comics are way ahead when it comes yeah. to, like, representation and things mm. like that. But, Keen, do you think it's always done in the right way? Oh, hell no. Okay, cool. Absolutely not. I think Checking. comics comics are an interesting medium, though. Like, have you ever read um, Fun Home no. by Alison Bechdel? Because have you heard of the Bechdel test? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that came from her. But she was like, um, I wrote about her in first year, but she did, it was a memoir in the 80s. And it was, um, she did a comic memoir, basically. So it's very funny and also very sad, but it's all about her kind of coming of age as like a butch lesbian. Um, in like the 80s and her relationship with her father who was a closeted gay man and um, but I think it's really interesting like in first year English um, Rhonda Corcoran she's my thesis supervisor now she's so excellent at what she does but she talks about the history of graphic novels and all the controversy and comics being recognized as an art form and like actually their importance as well to social movements because kind of at the start they were kind of very accessible and because they're like uniquely American in origin so they kind of appealed to like immigrants because you know you people who couldn't really speak English that well in America so like a lot of their popularity comes from that and also how they were kind of associated with um Jewishness like you know Superman's whole thing at the start was like beating Nazis up and yeah and how it was kind of this like a very kind of a left wing I suppose art form and as well then later how I think in the 50s and 60s there was a age of new regulations coming in because there was a moral panic around comics so these people came in and they were basically pearl clutching and they said they'd saying that um Batman and Robin was gay wish fulfillment how yeah because it was two lads living together and like wearing tight clothes and stuff and I've heard that before yeah it was like this whole thing yeah and like from a certain perspective, kinda, they're mm-hmm. literally father and son. <laughs> yeah, and then there was yeah, that's adoptive thing. son. But that's yeah, it. But someone explained to me at three in the morning all of the different Robins that ever existed, and then oh, I was yeah, quizzed was about fun. it at four a.m. Holy podcast! I Batman. will be asking you about that after this. Yeah, it was intense. And then there was this whole thing, and I think it was kind of following on from that, like the sixties. There was the wave anti comics, so it was like independent scenes and kind of independent artists and activists were making comics that were being passed around basically under the table because they couldn't be mass produced because of all these new rules came in and because of that there were loads of comics coming about kind of like a lot of them were being made by gay artists and it was jokes just about being gay and kind of obviously like the like a lot of it was kind of sexual and stuff as well and that's where you kind of got the rise of like Alison Bechdel and like have you seen the original comic that the Bechdel test come from comes from and it was basically her accounting for like she was making all these like funny little comics about her kind of meeting other lesbians and stuff and there was one where it was a girl saying, oh, like, I don't go to a movie unless there's, you know, two women with names and they talk to each other. And that was something that someone in her real life had said to her. And she made a comic about it. But I think it just stand, it was meant to kind of represent, like, how isolating it is to be a woman who's only interacting with and only attracted to other women. So I could sound totally not like I don't I don't under, I don't understand a lot about comics and things like that. Mm-hmm. So correct me if I'm wrong. But do you think. That like the representation there in comics, as you're saying, is like from directly from the artist. Of course, like you'll have like the design and people like that, mm-hmm. but I feel like it would be a smaller team than what it would take to produce a show, let's say. Mm. So then things might be lost in translation if you've a lar- larger team. Mm-hmm. Where let's say they do want to have like LGBTQ inclusive stuff mm-hmm. and they want to portray certain things, but do you think that comics and Keen, you can weigh in on this as well? Like comics, do you think that because it's like maybe an easier process than producing a whole show and things like that that there might be less interruption between like the artist message and the actual finished product yeah I mean I don't really know that much about comics like it's not really my scene but it definitely does seem to come from that that there's less middle management and I suppose there's always going to be less censorship if you take like a big blockbuster Marvel movie versus like you know a comic again like you said that's maybe a team of like 20 people right like yeah, I have no idea and I mean as well because comics I suppose it's not like they're not really as visible as a movie right you know mm. like so when it's something I suppose it's like kind of circling back to what we said about fringe movements you know yeah, you're going to have a bit more freedom to throw things against the wall like if we could get that visibility because I see it only really in in comics and smaller mm. media like that mm. proper like down-to-earth representation with no hidden motives yeah 
we how how would we actually go about getting it into mainstream media in not this kind of like oh look at us it's yeah. gay woo like I think that's one thing because even with the issue of queer baiting I mean how much of it is just the original writer's um idea being meddled with and interfered with by say studio executives who want to push it out to as many people as possible like I think Disney even like people in Disney have encountered that problem because there's certain countries that like obviously won't take a film if it has gay people in it you know yeah like you know I think it's like um I know I think it's like China especially I think they're very strict on like representing gay people in kids movies have you seen as well on on that I'm just reminded of uh, this teacher in in Florida I think she showed a Disney movie mm-hmm. but there was a queer character just just for a little bit it wasn't mm-hmm. even the main plot yeah. of like a Disney thing and she's like now on trial for like corrupting children or something because of the don't say gay yeah 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 that whole Jeez. thing but it was I just like it was just a minor character yeah. in the and also it's some crazy. of that class that she showed it to were already out that's really upsetting. So, and I mean, like, she probably didn't even think about it. Like, exactly. it's like, you know, in Finding Dory, there's like two moms for two seconds. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And in Toy Story, there's yeah. two moms. Oh, yeah. With the yeah. That was cute, mm-hmm. actually. But that's the thing. And I mean, if it's in a Disney movie, it's obviously going to be super sanitized. Yeah. Anyway, you know? I have a comment on this that links into queer baiting. I'm, if I'm you would like. Obviously, Keen. I'm so, scared. <laughs> the most recent Star Wars trilogy. Uh, it was the sequel trilogy. Um, in the first movie, that we are presented to two characters, Finn and Poe. The character of Poe, uh, Poe Dameron, played by Oscar Isaac, and Finn, played by John Boyega. Um, Poe originally wasn't supposed to kind of like be a, a long-running character throughout the trilogy, but they saw the chemistry between the two actors and how well they played off each other, and they said, no, we're keeping them. Um, for the first movie and a half, two movies... They're like, yeah, there's a lot of interaction between them. They have a really good bond. They're very close friends. And uh, everybody just kind of interpreted that, took it, ran with it. You know the internet. They're like, space boyfriends. Soleil. We love it. It was a really cute ship. And it, it, it made a lot of sense with what was presented to us in the movies of how they interacted with each other. Third movie comes along. Uh, and we're told by Disney they're, they're going to show their first uh you know, a queer relationship in Star Wars. And everyone's like, well, it's obviously going to be them. It's obviously going to be them. Uh-oh. Oh. Movie comes out. Uh, they barely interact with each other throughout the movie. Uh, and it's just at the very end where everybody's like getting back to the home base and everyone's like doing the hugs and the reunions. Blink and you miss it. No dialogue. Two female pilots run, hug each other, kiss. It's barely a five-second clip in a this longer scene. This upsets me. It's something... I'm not even invested and I'm upset. Disney and that is because a lot of... The most likely reason for that is it's a money move. When you send the movie to countries where that's not okay, you take out that clip mm. and nothing in the movie changes. Because they're background characters, they're not named, they don't even have any dialogue. It's just less than five seconds of a clip. Boom, they kiss. Okay, it's gay. Great, we tick that box. Next. Yeah, it's but a box still, ticking exercise. And then it's still marketable because, I mean, look, any demographic is going to be a target audience. So yeah. it's. I saw a tweet about it where it was like, do you ever notice how like there's been uh, the first the first Disney, the first gay character in a Disney movie has been like, has happened like five times. Yeah, at least. They'll keep saying they said about Beauty and the Beast because like, they yeah. made Gaston gay. I didn't watch it because I don't like those remakes. But They made LeFou gay and yeah. it's literally at the, again, at the very end, yeah. no dialogue. Yeah. No, ac- there's not even it's a not, kiss. It's mm. not, it's not, it doesn't impact the plot in any way. It doesn't impact yeah. the plot. Yeah. There's not or, even a kiss. He just kind of dances with a guy and gives him a look and they just go, ooh, and that's oh, it. Man. Or like even it's the same like they said it with like the two moms in Finding Dory, mm. the two moms in Toy Story, and like they always market it because you know it's that kind of sneaky undercurrenty yeah. marketing where you know it'll be like they'll put it out and like there'll be a couple of articles and it was just when I saw someone say wow like Disney have had their first gay character five times in the last five years. Can you we know? just talk <laughs> about like Toy Story for one sec? Yeah. Does anyone remember that time when Buzz Lightyear was in drag? Yes. No. It was amazing. It was As great. Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> Aww. It was amazing at the tea party. I just want to say, like, they knew what they were doing. Just mm. Yeah. 
Just a little. Yeah. And just to clear up, like, all this is alleged. Obviously, we don't know the intentions of Disney mm. execs or directors or what their vision was and the things that got cut in the cutting room floor and, mm. the, you know, passing through the mountains of levels of management when it comes to the produ- producing these big blaster movies. Mm-hmm. It is just a common thread that happens a lot. Mm. And, you know, you can connect dots and make of that what you will, but it's it's annoying. Exactly, exactly. And that that's right, too, because it's hard to know, like what someone's original vision was yeah. and it would come down to like everything like you know what art is i was i look i i watch a lot of like how disney in particular makes their like hair animation mm-hmm. because they had they upgraded their software to make the hair animation and things once the movie tangled came out mm-hmm. because that hair, hair was going to be completely different flowing to like the other ways that they would have made hair before like and i just literally like i follow like all of this stuff so yeah which I, I'm just I'm just a bit insane. I just I just love like animation and things like that. Oh yeah, but I'm I'm also at the same time kind of like okay, well, so much work goes into all those little pieces, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, why, why? See, I think. Have you seen the movie Luca? No, no, Tips but it looks it, incredible. It looks really it's, cute. I really think that there's like everyone in the queer community will say there is a little queer agenda going on in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's just a little, a little like love story. Like mm-hmm. if they were, they're both kids, mm-hmm. so they just kind of like um, hang out or whatever. And um, basically, the one, the main character Luca exists under the ocean, and he's like a fish or whatever. But he comes out of the, he comes like out, me. he comes mm-hmm. out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Com- he comes out of the the ocean. And then gets to hang out with this guy and then they build a fort and they want to like buy a Vespa and like mm-hmm. go traveling together. And it's just really, really wholesome and really whatever. But like anyway, people say that the whole metaphor is like him coming and he goes home then into mm-hmm. the ocean to his family and he's a fish again. And like they're like, where have you been all day? And he's like, oh, nowhere, whatever. But then his nan knows the entire time where mm-hmm. he's going, what he's doing. But anyway, it's like a whole like metaphor for like him like coming out. Um isn't water is a pretty big motif in queer cinema as well? For sure. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, no, no, like, it's, it's, it's bisexual a... lighting. Yes, yeah, I love that's bisexual lighting. Thing. But like water, there's a lot of films that kind of um, center around a character's sexuality. There's always a self, kind of a, a scene, and it's all about self discovery and reflection where they're like plunged into water and everything's quiet. And every, like that's a big thing. Yeah. It's yeah. also in High School Musical for Bet on It. Just want to say, oh, bet on interesting. It, bet on it. <laughs> Yeah, so I just had to bring that up because, of course. But anyway, listen, we are basically out of time. Mm. This has been great. I know, this and so we fun, finally that's... actually talked about what I wanted to talk about in the first place. <laughs> we got we there. stayed somewhat it took on us, track. Took us like 40 minutes, but we got there. So we covered horses. Yes. D&D. Oh, yeah, D&D. D&D. The music scene. Fringe communities in Emily general. And cheese. Veganism, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Death threats. Yeah. Yeah, what Luca. Else? We still actually got queer baiting in Middle there. Middle management. And I'm so proud of myself. Graphic novel history. Of course. Well. Pixie lot. Yes, of course. Mm. And Fred the movie. Just want to say. But, yeah. yeah. I'm Fred. But be quiet. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Well, I wanted to thank you guys for coming on um, in, in Kean's exhausted state and Emily's I might pass out Emily's like bouncing around the place I think you need to go for like a run to yeah. burn off the zoomies it's like the cat cats in the middle of the night when they're like full of energy when their that's eyes just, go all big yeah that's mm. Emily right now I just want to say anyway you've been listening to Otherwise Engaged and I will be playing a track there for you guys by um, Charlotte Sands do you Ooh. guys have anything else you want to say like whatever I don't know nothing I love music Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for that. Okay, guys, um, I'm going to wrap it up there. Remember to ask your friends their pronouns. And um, yeah, this next track is called <laughs> Bad Day. <laughs>